I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts or you find them at HeidiHarris.com or on the Heidi Harris Show Facebook page. I also do a live radio show five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. If you forget all that, just go to HeidiHarris.com and you can listen live on a link there in case you're out of town. All right. Interestingly, the Senate has now come out with a report. you got to love this. The Republicans on the U.S. Senate Joint and Economic Committee released a report on the demise of the happy two-parent home, which points to federal welfare programs as a possible contributing factor to the decline in marriage. And I want to say, huh? What? Duh. <laughs> oh, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, and I like him. It's a good guy. He said the problem isn't just that federal welfare spending enables women to choose government programs over a husband. It's that the eligibility requirements force women to choose. In many cases, if a woman gets married, they lose the benefits. Well, once again, I say, duh, right? The report apparently examines the state of family stability in the United States and describes policy approaches to ensure that more children are raised by two happily married parents. Now, I'm not sure you can ensure that people are happily married because a lot of people don't choose well. I mean, let's face it. I got to tell you, of all the years that I've been alive on this earth... I have seen virtually nobody get divorced over something that they sh did not see before they got married. They chose to ignore it. They got married for the wrong reasons or something else. But I have almost without exception, I'm trying to think of one exception of anybody who got fooled. Really, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, they, they knew it. There was something about the person that wasn't right. They weren't reliable. Uh, they were a cheater, they were abusive, they were this, they were that, they were 500 other things, and yet they went ahead with the marriage anyway because they were lonely or broke or just wanted to have somebody or whatever it might be. Whatever the reasons were, it's stunning. And <laughs> I don't know what to say. Government really can't fix that when people aren't very smart. But according to the report, researchers have well established that children raised by married parents do better on a wide array of outcomes. Duh. They have stronger relationships with their parents, particularly with their fathers. They're also much less likely to experience physical, emotional, or sexual abuse. They have better health, exhibit less aggression, are less likely to engage in delinquent behavior, have greater educational attainment, and earn more as adults. And they're also far less likely to live in poverty and on and on and on. Okay, well, this to me gets a big duh. I've been studying this and paying attention to this for a very, very long time. It is very important. The foundation of a society is the family. And I understand that throughout human history, people haven't always lived as, you know, married mom and dad in the typical nuclear family. You ever hear that phrase used anymore? Really, you don't. But I understand that. But the fact is, it used to be something that was kind of the ideal. And now it's not anymore. It used to be expected. In 1960, for example, only 5% of American children were born to unmarried mothers. 5%. In 2019, the share of American children born to unwed mothers stood at 40%, 40%. An explosion in the number of unmarried mothers was accompanied by a sharp increase in cohabitation where unmarried couples lived together as partners, this and that. And yet I'm quoting some of this from the Christian Post. And it's true because women, I don't understand why. It's so funny too because feminism was supposed to teach women to be valuable. And women don't value themselves. That's why they live with guys for years. They'll live with a the guy. They're not married. Forget about whether you're a Christian or not, or forget about the morality of it. We'll put that aside for a second. Women will live with a guy for years, hoping he'll marry them, hoping if the audition goes well, 
if they cook well enough, if they're good enough in the sack, if whatever, then ultimately the guy will marry them. It's crazy. I'm stunned at how many women will sell themselves short in this arena. I'm really shocked. Feminism was not supposed to teach that. Feminism was not supposed to be about the hookup culture. I thought feminism was about valuing yourself. But instead, feminism is about throwing yourself around and not valuing yourself. That's what's so... See, we teach men how to treat us, ladies. We teach them how to treat us. And if a guy beats up a girl and other people find out about it, he should never be able to get a girlfriend again, ever. And it's odd how many people do, whether they're celebrities, whether they're not. It's stunning to me that a guy can abuse this girl and get another girl. <laughs> I don't even understand it, but that's true. Before 1970, the Christian Post says, less than 1% of couples living together were unmarried. In 2019, cohabitating couples comprise one out of every eight couples that live together. And studies have shown that cohabitation is no substitute for a committed marriage. It's really not. Because people can just come and go as they please. And that puts the child in a very tough situation where they have this stepfather, that stepfather, mom's boyfriend. And I see Christians doing this. I, I don't even want to talk about it, some of the things that I see Christians doing when it comes to cohabitation and kids and this and that. And not only is it immoral, it's dangerous for your child. When they're living at a home with a man who's not their father, things can go awry real quickly. Now, listen, it's not that the biological father can't be a child molester because it certainly happens, or the mother Certainly happens, but it's dramatically increased. Certainly the chances of it are dramatically increased when you are living with a non-biological male in a household with kids. It's just not, not only that, how disgusting to go down the hallway and be closing the door with your boyfriend. What are you teaching your daughters? What are you teaching your teenage daughters about anything? You want them to value themselves? You want them to live with the first guy they think is hot? Crazy. The rise in illegitimate births, quoting once again from the Christian Post, combined with the increase in the divorce rate has caused the proportion of children living without one or more parents to double from 15% in 1970 to 30% in 2019. It's just terrible. The report says that it was commissioned by the U.S. Senate Joint Economic Committee. So while unmarried mothers are often cohabitating with the father of their child at the time of the child's birth, cohabitating relationships are far less stable than marriages. This is really an interesting stat. In a 2007 study, researchers found that 50% of children born to cohabitating parents experienced a maternal partnership transition by their third birthday, compared to just 13% of children in married parent households. That's amazing. 50% of these kids, mom's going to switch up partners by the time they're three. First of all, I've never understood that. Why do you even have time? People I know with toddlers barely have time to get a shower, much less pick up some new boyfriend. I've never understood that. And it happens all the time. Not only that, what guy wants to move in with somebody else's toddler? I don't even get that. But once again, what kind of people are you dealing with? You're dealing with some guy who doesn't care. And that's how kids get abused. Some man who's not been responsible for bringing this child into the world. And then how many times do you hear about mom was at work all night and left the toddler home with her boyfriend who beat the kid to death because the kid interrupted his video game? How many times have you read that story? I've read it a hundred times if I've read it once. A hundred times at least, right? He has no attachment to the kid. That's some other guy's kid. He doesn't care. And now the kid's crying and he wants to play his video game or he wants to sleep, you know, his pot off or whatever it might be. And now the kid is dead. You know, and these situations are terrible. And it doesn't help that people can get money from whatever, welfare or, um, you know, the food programs and all. It doesn't help. But that absolutely makes it worse. 
The report also says that public anti-poverty programs often exacerbate the problem of family instability by making single parenthood a more viable option and by discouraging marriage among those receiving benefits. Right. I have a friend who was on a plane a few years ago with a couple of teenage girls who the entire time he was on the plane with them in the same row were talking about how much money they could get if they had babies. Because they're too young and stupid to understand that if they have these babies at a very young age, their life is going to be drastically curtailed. Any plans they would have had for the future, education, travel, uh, making something of their lives is going to be over because they have a baby at 16. That's it. They're going to be stuck and trapped. But they think getting a couple hundred dollars a month in food stamps makes up for all of the, I don't know, all the freedom they're going to lose because they trapped themselves with a the child very early on. See, that's the problem. Government lies to people all the time. And I know there are folks who say, well, government shouldn't be in the marriage business. You're right. Government shouldn't be in the business of marriage, but government also shouldn't be in the business of tearing down marriages by discouraging marriage. We'll give you money if you don't get married, but if you get married, we're going to penalize you. It's the same with the taxes, the IRS tax code, all these things. We should not necessarily be in the business of, um, you know, we certainly can't control who people marry, but we should certainly have policies that encourage marriage and incentivize staying married. Now, you can't force people to stay together. Nobody's saying that. You can't force people to make decisions that are good. We all know that. Believe me, I know some really smart people who've made some amazingly stupid decisions when it comes to getting married. So I understand that. But if government incentivized it the other way, imagine how much better things would be. Because there's all kinds of research that proves how much better children do in a stable two-parent home. And I think everybody should know that. There are people who don't want to acknowledge that. They don't like it. And they don't like the fact that I think that moms and dads are the best way for kids to grow up. People will say, oh, you're intolerant. You're this. I'm not intolerant. I want kids to have the best they can possibly have. And kids do best in a home where the people who created them are happily living together in a stable situation. And they're not living with some guy who's not related to them by the time they're three years old. That's just a reality. That's not even my opinion. That's a fact. And so I think government is certainly, if they're going to get involved at all, they should be in the business of incentivizing marriage and stable marriages. And there are ways to go about that. We're not talking about coercion, not talking about anything like that, but just if we're going to incentivize people one way, why not incentivize them the other way? Makes sense to me. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can find me live five days a week on AM 670 KMZQ. I'm on 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the morning. And if you forget all that, you can find the information at HeidiHarris.com. And you can also listen to a link at HeidiHarris.com that is right there on the page. So no matter where you are in the country, maybe even the world, I don't know, you can listen to my live radio show. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottville.